Queen City Nerves News Hounds is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Newshounds listeners, before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. And welcome to another episode of Queen City Nerves News Hounds Podcast. I am Ryan Pitkin, and reason for celebration, actually, in a pretty grim episode is that my co-host Justin is back. Yeah, I'm here. He's been a while. He's missed a few episodes. He's been, been a busy a man. <laughs> she just put an R.E.M. song in my head before we walked in here now. Those, those are not the same bands. No, I know. Not even at all. I'm aware. Yeah, but I've been, uh, in a, I've been in a like a devastatingly depressive state for the past 20 days now. So, nope, haven't been here. Welcome back. And, yeah, so, next. All right. <laughs> and we have a guest that I've actually wanted to have on here for a long time, and now the shit has hit the fan and she had to come on. Which is um, why I definitely was not going to not be on this episode. Right. And that is Calla Hales, co-owner and executive director of a Preferred Women's Health Center, uh, which has a location uh, as an abortion provider with a location in East Charlotte. You've, you've heard all the things, and if you haven't, then you don't read Queen City Nerve. Or but, anything, um, I guess. Or anything, yeah. As well as other states. But how's it going, Kayla? I mean, shit, I did it again. I got the... Uh, it's definitely not the best question to ask right now. Yeah. I asked her that when I first walked through the door, and I got the thousand-yard stare. And the, did you really just ask me that? Yes. I don't um, think anybody should ever ask people that. Exactly. I think it's a super rude question in general. That's I, very fair, actually. Yeah. yeah. People think, ask me how it's going, and usually I just uh, say, fair question, and then ask them. <laughs> or uh, just recently, I say better off dead. So yeah. you know, I think that's one of those things, uh, and I know that's not why you say it necessarily. You've always sort of thought that, but always. that COVID has uh, COVID has made us more aware of, and people have stopped saying. At least some people have stopped saying. I hope this email finds you well. You oh, yeah. get a little bit more of like, <laughs> hope you're surviving. Yeah. Um, I get that a lot of like, I hope this finds you well. And I'm just like, I hope this finds you the best it can. <laughs> also, the email didn't find you. I found I found it. Right. I, to, I, I went in. It didn't find me. I had to go into my inbox and get it. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's just wrong on every level. Just stop emailing people. So um, just for a little background context here, Kala, this is, uh, this has been life's, your life's work, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is something that you... Uh, took over from your parents, Preferred mm-hmm. Women's Health Center. Tell me a little bit about how long you've been working. We'll localize it a little bit. How long you've <laughs> been running this, uh, running the location in East Charlotte? Uh, so my parents started these when I was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, they started with a clinic open in Raleigh. Uh, the funny joke is that it actually used to be a house. And it was one of those that had like a, a ramp in the middle of it. And there was a hole at the end of the uh, hall because I would run and jump on the uh, physician's wheelie mm. stools and I would hit the wall so hard I'd just put a hole in. Nice. Just so, okay, because when you were saying it, I was like, why would there be a hole there? <laughs> because like, I just hit the wall. Because you did. <laughs> they didn't design I it didn't. that way. It wasn't designed. It wasn't designed that way. But that's what you get when you have an eight-year-old in an abortion clinic. you got to right. find something to do. Right. Um, yeah, so... Definitely went to college and went to grad school and thought I was going to work in sports. Realized that really wasn't going to pay the bills. Uh, came home and did this and haven't turned back. Uh, what was your sports interest? I worked in the operations department at the New York Islanders. And oh. then it was like, I, if I wanted to live in someone's basement, it would have been okay. Right. But that didn't, <laughs> wasn't really my thing. Yeah. Um, so you're still a pretty big sports fan though, right? Mm-hmm. I see you tweeting. Uh, yep. Yeah. What are your teams? <sighs> All the really bad ones. <laughs> For some reason, I wanted to say Pittsburgh. His too. Yeah, well, his are usually. He bad. only says that because he's a Yankees fan. I know, sucks. I know, but I'm even worse in your mind. Probably, I'm a Mets fan. Mm. No, oh. that's fair. That's, that's fair. Fine. That's you guys fair. are doing incredible this season. I know. The Subway Series is going to be the most intense game of the year. I'm really excited about it, but at the same time, I'm like, am I going to be like 
mentally capable to watch this right now. <laughs> I could even see us in the World Series against each other. Nuts. I, that would be crazy. If that happened, I would probably lose my shit. Yeah. Like, free abortions for a week. Yeah. I'm I so excited. To, <laughs> I went to Shea Stadium on a uh, field trip in fifth grade one time, watching yeah. Mike Piazza hit a home run, and then the Big Apple comes up out of the Oh, field. yeah. They don't play there anymore, I don't no, think. No, they're at City Field now. City, City Field's field. actually pretty John, nice. There's a crossword clue I didn't get the other day. <sighs> Oh, City Field? <laughs> well, because it said it said Metz's blank field, and I was like, Shea Stadium, I know they don't play there anymore. What is oh, it called yeah. now? Next. Next. Um, no, um, I'm, I've am i been kind of converted into a Bengals fan because my husband's a huge That's Bengals what I was fan. thinking of. I knew it was uh, Something in weird. that area. Yeah. <laughs> Something odd that wasn't the Panthers. Yeah, um, no. It's so a, it, been a strange household to watch sports right. in. Right. So just coming up, though, I mean, you've told me stories in the past. I've done reporting uh, on some of the things that have been happening outside of your clinic for years, probably around a decade now. And we've had many conversations <laughs> is what I'm trying to get to. And you've told me, you know, it's, it was, it's obviously not a normal childhood coming up in a, with your parents, you know, operating a business that some people see as evil, <laughs> you know. Uh, some misguided yeah. people, I'll, I'll put that disclaimer in there, but people nonetheless are... Uh, violently, as well as just continuously attacking this industry. Now, how did that sort of mold shape your childhood? You know, my parents were really good about, like, being open about the security risks, Mm -hmm. but being very proactive of keeping us safe. Um, Like, my mom was always very good about we never answered phones at home. Like, they always answered them. And if we did happen to answer the phone, it was we never said who we were. I was more likely to answer the phone saying that someone called Domino's Pizza than I was to answer saying they actually got the house. Um, which was fun in high school when you start realizing right. how much you of a just, dick you can be. Yeah, you just say shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, it, definitely something my parents really encouraged over the years. Um, they were never lied about it, though, which I really appreciate. Um, because I think that that could have been a really bad thing to mm-hmm. lie about. Um, but, you know, I also had a blended family because, like, my who I consider my dad is technically my stepdad. So mm-hmm. I had another set of parents. And, you know, I guess that's the real American dream, like four parents who don't want to kill each other, right? Right. Um, <laughs> yes. And hopefully some children come out of it kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, between the four of them, they made sure that we were kind of on our toes. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that... Uh helped or hindered at a point when you decided you were going to stray away from sports? Was it a quick decision? Was it a tough decision to say, well, maybe I'll go into the family business? I don't think it was hard. I mean, I've always been interested in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it was a really natural thing. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt a little bit like, uh, and this is such a privileged white girl thing to say, but it kind of felt like quitting. Like, I'm going to the fallback of working for my parents. Plan B. Yeah, plan (laughs) Pun intended. Yes. Yes, it kind of felt like that. Um, but I also realized I'm actually pretty good at it. Mm. I don't I don't know. Is it a, a good thing to be good at running abortion clinics? I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's a business. People. It yes. is a business. And I'll it's not it. just a business. It's a business that has, uh, you know, restrictions on it and it's healthcare. Yeah. So, yeah, business administration, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... It's definitely a weird conversation starter, mm-hmm. uh, and if I don't know you at first, I'm pretty sure the first time we actually met, I was like, do you want the truth or a lie of what uh, I do? I'm fairly oh, yeah. certain I introduced myself that way. I, was, I can't remember. I remember the first time I actually came, and obviously I came there because I knew what you did and met you yeah. at the office, and your yeah. security didn't know who I was, and that yes. got a little iffy. That's always, that's always yeah. a fun time when, yeah. you park, like, when you park next door, yeah. and then they just come down that little like, mulch hill, and they're like, what's up? Who are you? Who are I'm you? Like, hey, it's us. Right. <laughs> yeah, now they know who you are. Um, this week has been particularly odd, especially in that regard, because there have been so many news crews coming out. I saw your mm. tweets about that, about them showing up unannounced and filming and all that. and. I wish like people would realize that that's so harmful, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, it's been, I've been surprised by how many news crews have just showed up. Mm-hmm. So we'll thank do, you guys we'll for support. not doing that. All right. Well, ever. You well, I mean, we do that. We have we've, before, we've but those so are usually long. like the large marches. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's not at the clinic. You guys usually yeah. will text yeah. me and be like, Hey. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, no, that's so, I mean, really if we're going to anybody's, you know, place of work or whatever it may be. Uh, we're not just going to show up and just be a news presence without giving them yeah. a heads up first. No. That's, for sure. It's pretty much anywhere. I got kicked out of a meeting today for not telling anyone I was media. Um, what? 
How'd you pull that off? We don't it was talk. Just, <laughs> it was just, he said, we don't talk. <laughs> it was actually supposed to be for Noda News, and then I was going to also put it in the newsletter for Queen City Nerve, but it was just a Noda business leaders met at Jack Beagle's to talk public safety with the police, and then the police realized that Connor Sons and Chloe Leshner were there. Uh, or is she still? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, WCNC. Um, yeah. Um, and so the police were like, we can't speak if media is going to be here. Fuck the That cops. makes it a press conference. I know, it was such Fuck bullshit. So then they were like... Fuck you. And then they like were 30 minutes delayed, <laughs> and then they were then they came out finally and were like, we had to wait till all the media left. And people were like, no, they didn't. And I was like, I'm here because I'm with the Noda Neighborhood Association. <laughs> what the fuck? They were like, all right, well, as long as you don't report on anything. And I was like, fine, I'm leaving. <laughs> um... Man, but. that's like uh, a couple weeks ago, AJ Plus sent a documentary team down to look at uh, like the protesters and stuff. And I'm usually, I try to be very cognizant of like, okay, they're going to know I have like uh, media around. Someone's obviously taping me. I'm obviously wearing a, a wire pack. As soon as I walked up, they were just such dicks. Mm. And it's all on camera, but right. it's just like. Why? What, just pushy? As like, why? Like, I don't know. Like, a, a big thing we're having right now with CMPD is, like, property lines mm-hmm. of, like, what they're going to enforce, enforce of, like, actually trespassing. Um, and oh, the CMPD was the oh, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were dick. talking about the AJ Plus people. <laughs> well, no, no, no. They were so She's saying that they were out there filming as right. this was happening. Like you would think that they would, You yeah. would think yeah. there's a camera in your face that maybe you wouldn't right. do this? They don't give a shit because cops are fucking pig losers. I, I almost, <laughs> I almost like fought it out right there and I wanted to, but maybe I'll email later because I, cause these people really want to start the meeting. But it's just like, I don't get it. You're sitting here at a pub. Like, anyone's invited to this meeting. You're but at a bar. You're, but you're not allowed to go at as a, a media bar. member. You're speaking for the police department to these random people who showed up. But you're not allowed to speak to the to the media who will <laughs> spread it to more people. Yeah. And that, well, that's their PR office yeah, bullshit exactly. where they're yeah, just yeah. like, you can't speak... The officers can't speak to the media, and the media can't speak to the officers without going through the public information office. Yeah, and it's, it's like, I will walk idiotic. up to any cop on the fucking street and talk to him all day. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. And you're they'll not talk gonna, to you. Yeah, and you're not going to tell me I can't. Most of the times, if you text one or email someone, if you get a source, like Justin's very good at doing, they'll talk. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Yeah. And fucking, if I was at that meeting, I wouldn't have got up at all. Right. I and mean, if, I could have stayed, but I also had to go help Christine. Sure, yeah. Them. You actually had shit yeah. to do. But <laughs> like, if they were like, oh, let's move this over there, I'd have been like, I'm just going to come over there with you. I don't, I don't understand. Stand. Well, Hunter was like just standing right outside. They put their cameras away, and they're like, "Fine, this is just going to be the angle of the story. That you're making it private. You did it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. Right? I wanted to be basically helping you, but whatever. Anyway, this has gone way. Yeah, off the <laughs> on topic anymore. I think you should have expected this, knowing I was. No, I know. On. Yeah, and it is. I was like, you know, we're just going to have a conversation. Um, but where were we? Um, I guess that really doesn't matter. Um, because I think that's an interesting point what you were just bringing up. And that is, I don't want to jump ahead too far because people have to know the context behind the nonstop, consistent, consecutive protests that happen out there on a daily basis. Yeah, it's not, to know the it's context not just of what recent. The police, yeah, yeah. To know how the police, what they should be enforcing, what they shouldn't. So let's start there and just say, over the years, how, how have you seen, like, we started coming with the Love Life marches, which is yeah. a more, how do you want to say? Uh, organized? Or organized, more sort of where mainstream family-friendly people who are just going to come prayer march as opposed to the Benham Brothers in folks like heavier. Daniel Parks. Yeah. yeah. They're not the ex- necessarily, I'm sure that this happens on a regular, but they're not like pushing the whole fact of like screaming murderer at you necessarily or they tell you not to or they pretend <laughs> not as not. it's supposedly yeah. in the like code of conduct that never gets followed yes uh yeah so, so when did it sort of turn a pay- point page for you if at all from just some random people out there yelling baby killer to not. more of an organized <laughs> yeah and somebody asked me earlier this week like how it compared to when my dad was the, the right, provider that's sort of what i'm saying yeah um, and you know when he was here and he was you know, actually still the doctor and not retired. Like there's always a handful of people, but they were always like the hardcore folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also like a very, it was that weird time in between like full on rogue violence and like definitely someone's going to get shot. And that like, we're still going to be awful people to you, but maybe we won't shoot you. Mm-hmm. It's that like kind of odd in between area. Um, and also it didn't like something my dad always reminds me is like, 
I'm a six foot five white dude with a ponytail. You were not Kala. Mm. <laughs> like there's a real difference of who's going to approach him and who's going to approach me. Um, so, you know, it was a little much more tame in terms of numbers back then. Uh, words, definitely not. They're just as awful, but probably around 2015 mm-hmm. is when here in Charlotte, it started to get particularly bad. Mm. I, right I think I came yeah. out there for the first time. Yeah, it was right around 2015, um, which is, it's, most people remember, like, or think of the Charlotte Clinic as being the place where all the counter-protests happen and the defenders and things like that. But honestly, that actually started in Raleigh. Mm. Yeah, because they weren't there in 2016 when I took somebody mm-hmm. there for a procedure. No. Um, in Raleigh, actually, this really wonderful set of volunteers called Saturday Morning Chores, on their own, unrelated to the clinic, used to come out on the sidewalk. And I'm sure you've probably seen pictures of it because I think they've somehow along the way become stock photos. It's really weird mm-hmm. seeing your own clinic as stock well, photos, yeah. by the way. When you don't know it's coming, yeah. it's just like, wait, what? You've uh, talked about seeing Queen City Nerve articles go up and be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. It's really mind-boggling. Um, but this organization actually like fundraised to get us a really big fence because we were in off a residential road. Um, and it, that's been so helpful over the years. But they're the ones who used to have all the like the signs that like uh, like he's a really good date with the arrow, like all the really funny mm, signs. Yeah. That was Saturday morning chores. So around that time, I moved down to Charlotte um, and was doing a lot more work down here because I was based at a rally originally. Uh, and when I moved down here, I was like, wait, what the hell is going on? Um, and the end, it was the end of 2015 that like shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the year that Love Life had their first 40th week parade. And like, they did not have the level of organization that they have now. So it was like, you showed up to work and then there were 2000 people in the street mm. and you couldn't get in at all. Mm-hmm. And that was particularly, I mean, that was really jarring for a lot of people and that like really fucked up clinic that day. Mm-hmm. But it also was like, okay, this is something radically different than we're used to, and uh, we're going to have to learn how to handle it. Um, since then, Love Life has gotten... A lot of the volunteers like to call it Christian Coachella, right. because it's very, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Christian Coachella. It's, um, you know, you have very Instagram-friendly colors and free T-shirts. And a concert. And, and a, a concert. concert. There is a concert, A literal yes. concert on Saturdays. Um, and... You know, it's it looks really pretty on Instagram. I have to give credit where credit is due. That is the one of the better like Instagram marketing campaigns, as insidious as it is. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's all neutrally pretty. It's not like the uncomfortable like I kind of have a crush on you, pretty. It's like just pretty to look at. Right. <laughs> it's weird. Aesthetically pleasing. Aesthetic all their blue pleasing. shirts. All the blue shirts. The mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing. It does yes. kind of look nice. It's a fresh gravel out there since oh, they yeah. bought the land next to your yeah. clinic and <laughs> built know, that casual. really nice stage. Yeah. Making sure the speakers the are facing door. the other way. But yeah, oh, casually. Yeah, casually. Oh, there wasn't really anything else available over that way. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, so please, we're going to get the land right next to the abortion clinic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tell yeah. me a little bit about that whole uh, battle that was quote-unquote resolved because it, uh, it wasn't as far as the noise ordinance and the, and the city, co- the city yeah. council vote. and Literally yeah. just because of them purchasing that land, the right. two of you became the center point of an entire order, ordinance yeah. being put into place. Right, yeah. because that was, a, that was a almost circus. a response to them building, or that was them building or buying the land was a response to the ordinance, right? Or so it's, forgetting the timeline. <laughs> yeah, in terms of timeline, yes, it was ordinance was talked about and proposed and the meetings were happening and then the land was magically has transferred ownership. Mm-hmm. I have yet to figure out if they actually bought the damn land or if they were given the land. Right. And the ordinance for context for folks who don't know is just a, your basic sound ordinance that said you have to be within, what is it? A hundred, 200. So the original proposal was 200 feet with no amplified sound within mm-hmm. any medical facility, any house of worship or a uh, school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, on final vote, it somehow magically became 150, oh, yeah. um, but it is not useful at right. all. And is that because of the land purchase, or because police refused to enforce it, or both, plus um, other things? Mostly because of they have the private property, and like the way sound is measured is different on private property versus public property. Um, obviously, we're in East Charlotte. Obviously, we're in a neighborhood that we really don't 
enjoy calling the cops. Like this is not, that's not a safe community to do that. And we don't want to bring attention in a neighborhood that's already targeted. However, that also means that that neighborhood is not going to be the one to call in a noise complaint because that's what it has to be. Um, it has to be the closest residents calling mm-hmm. in a no- noise ordinance. Um, so right, doesn't really work out that way. Um, but even as it stands now, it's just on private property. Right. It doesn't do shit. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, an interesting thing that we sort of just talked about uh, in passing, but I want to... Uh, explore further is this sort of transition almost to in how uh counter protesters if you will call them that just to begin with sort of it's almost been a change there that i wrote about a little bit or uh did one story on in terms of how it sort of went from clinic escorts in a very set way that things were done to counter protesters um and the folks who are out there now who are very much more apt to interrupt interrupt talk back uh, get you know engaged with the with the protesters. So, let me preface by saying there is no like one right way to do this right. ever in a volunteer group, especially when it involves an abortion clinic. It's really whatever is best for that clinic and that layout and the patients and for the patients. Like we happen to be in a very unique like geographical layout. We're in the back of a circle of a corporate business park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and most Planned Parenthoods are like right on the side of a busy city street with no parking. You yeah. Walk up to it. Yeah. Exactly. Or like the one here is like right on that weird corner of like half and mostly in a nice yeah. residential neighborhood. Like cherry or, neighborhood. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and then the other independent clinic in town, a woman's choice is in about at least 500 yards, if not a thousand yards from this road. So they're, wow. yeah, they're like all the way in. Yeah. There's this nice little hill. It's very lovely. You can barely see the protesters from the parking lot because mm-hmm. they're just so far away. Also, it's on that really wicked curve of like Wendover. You really don't want to be standing there, yeah. let alone with a sign. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like our location, while went purchased was a brilliant plan, kind of works against us now because people have that land and they have the access to protest um but because of that layout we ended up having to need something different than just a clinic escort program and being on property um and that's how it started it started with just volunteers on clinic property you know the traditional clinic escorts of folks helping patients get from cars into the clinic Mm -hmm. um people would naturally kind of started coming out on their own to counter protest and we kind of saw that there was a need for folks being out there anyway on public property to help direct traffic, as mm-hmm. absolutely absurd as that sounds. Yeah. Um, but it's necessary. Because they used to hold out signs saying, like... Oh, and know, they still do. Yeah, saying, like, um, like park here. Or, yeah, park here uh, next to the uh, sonogram oh, yeah. bus. The sonogram or... bus, like, stop for your ultrasound here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... Um, so there's had to be some type of mechanism to help patients get through that and understand where they're supposed to go. So it's been several iterations. Uh, I was talking to someone about this this morning that uh, in, what, eight years, I think we've had like six iterations of a volunteer group. Mm. Um, and in hindsight, that's not a bad thing. That just right. means you've learned from your mistakes and yeah. you've moved on. Because sometimes and, it gets controversial. And sometimes it does. Does and that's sort of where I was going because I went and spoke to a group of uh, former escorts who sort of like split off from Charlotte for Choice, um, and I th- I'm sure to them it looks like uh, I, I killed the story uh, like purposefully, but I really just my voice recorder fell to shit like right after I did a bunch of interviews. Including, he literally just lost a whole uh, interview because he cracked his phone and had to get a new one. And that lost was multiple it. interviews. It too. happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> But these women, you know, they felt very strongly about the more um, you you stay as unengaging as possible, yeah. you stay as quiet as possible for the patient's sake, and they, and you know, it was they saw it going the opposite way. So then there was just sort of a split. Yeah, within your and group. that's and that's fair. Mm-hmm. Some people feel much more comfortable not doing an engagement policy, right. and that's great. I, I totally support that. Um, you have to do what's most comfortable for you and what you think is right. But that doesn't mean that's going to be right for the clinic or the patients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our experience, especially w- with the protesters, and, you know, we kind of have a forced police presence on Saturday. We don't ask them to be there, but they come out. Yeah. Um, probably because they know they're going to get a call eventually, but still. Right. It's not something we want to happen. Um, it's always 
more beneficial for patients for cops to be focused on the street and not on them. Um, I feel very strongly about that, um, especially when there are a lot of issues a couple years ago, particularly about ICE being a presence here in Charlotte and knowing yeah. that we've seen a fair amount of undocumented patients. Like, I was shit scared that that was going to be a problem. But thankfully, you know, we had enough volunteers on the street that kept things lively enough to keep folks away. It worked out really well. Nice. Yeah. Like a distraction. It's, it's a good it's distraction. Always a distraction. It's always a distraction. You always want to take the attention of the protester away from the patient. And yeah. And there's, yeah. like, there's a difference. I know that's on, like, a major uh, criticism of the engagement option is, like, it becomes a circus. And... yeah. You, when it's, the circus is already brought to you because yeah. they have the mm-hmm. property next door and they're literally throwing circus. concerts, right. you have to figure out how to manage that. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's just distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember texting you to say we wanted to, I wanted to set up a time to talk about that whole little split. Yeah. And you said, you texted me back, oh no, am I getting canceled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sounds I was like, about no, right. there's two sides to this argument. I know. Um, and it's, it's funny. Um, you know, there's been a lot of things over the years that, like a lot of criticisms, especially especially around reproductive justice um, activism, mm-hmm. clinic I activism. I jumped in on that one one time. <laughs> it happens. But, you know, one of the things is I think it's really important that we do get that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not perfect. Um, and if you think you are God's gift to a clinic and you like the clinic will not survive with you being out there, go ahead and leave because you are not there for the right reasons. I remember when you were getting attacked for that, and I was just, I sent one word that ruined like the next three weeks of my life. It was just like, <laughs> ridiculous. It it's does happen. It's like you way. liked the tweet, or you said, <laughs> oh, I don't said, worry about it, Kyla, or something. No, like I that. said the, the word ridiculous. Oh, oh, yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and it happens. And like, but on the, on, on a positive note, like, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot of things about how to be a better ally and like how to, how to like, gracefully accept criticism. I also learned that a lot of people, no matter what the situation is, are going to hijack it for themselves. So you kind of have to find how you're going to navigate. And that's good. I mean, like I said, it's no one's perfect. Everyone's got to get better all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, well, um, happy to have Chris. (laughs) Let's talk about this. uh, I don't know if you've heard the Supreme court decision, (laughs) Uh, which one. Oh, well, yeah, that's a (laughs) real issue. But um, I mean, I feel like we could, this will extend our conversation further, so I want to get it in before we uh, are finished. But um, obviously, you know, Roe versus Wade has been overturned uh, less than a week ago at the time. It'll be exactly a week ago when this comes out tomorrow on Friday. And um, it really it just, only been a week. Yeah, it does feel a lot longer than that, uh, nice. especially with all the other decisions coming down <laughs> daily. Yeah, right. um, daily. <laughs> but I mean. Corny, corny journalism question, cliche, but I mean, what you, we already saw the leak. We knew it was coming and you were tweeting, you know, just waiting for this inevitable thing is really stressing me out more than ever, more than anything. Um, What was it like to get, I mean, what was that experience to get that uh, news? Leading up to like probably the three weeks beforehand, every Tuesday morning, Thursday morning and Friday morning, I would get a text from some reporter being like, will you be available for a live shot as soon as it comes out, if it comes oh, out God. today? Yeah. And I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> maybe, maybe <Yeah>. not. <laughs> um, so already adding to that like stress level, but like Friday morning, I actually had a meeting with one of our doctors and we were talking about like, I don't even remember anymore. Um, and my phone just starts like nonstop vibrating. <laughs> And I was like, well, I guess that happened. Oh, yeah. Um, You just sort of knew. Yeah, we just kind of knew. And I don't even think I really stopped to think about it until, like, after the rally that night. Mm -hmm. Because it was, I think there was, like, eight or nine TV crews that showed up. There was a helicopter. That was weird. I was there. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. you were there. (laughs) I'm like, I mean... It's weird. It's there's it's a very odd thing. Um, and then it was the same on Saturday. All like, right. This doesn't stop. I was surprised that Flip and his apostles weren't out right. there. I really oh, on Friday, they were at Planned Parenthood. That's why. Because uh, <laughs> I saw there was one guy sitting in a fold-out chair across the street with a sign that said, Thou shalt not murder. And I was like, oh, where the fuck are the rest of them? There was So that morning, we had a decent amount. And then like as soon as the decision came out, 
Like you could tell something happened because it got really aggressive. But they're usually always gone between 12 and 1, mm-hmm. provided like, you know, they're not being washed or something. Um, you know, uh, so... But, and I remember somebody asking me where Flip was, and I was like, did you check Planned Parenthood? Because mm. they do dare procedures on Friday. Yeah. So that's when they get protested. Right. And what has the tone been like since then? Because I think it's important to mention that's what we're going to talk about, is the fact <laughs> that it is still legal in North Carolina. Yes, um, that part. And I want to talk about how optimistic you are about that. But um, what has the tone been like, just because out of personal curiosity, since Rover Suede, has it just been a lot of jeering and, and uh, uh, I don't know, a celebratory thing or more of a head down, we're going to continue to go harder because it's still legal here and now maybe we have a chance to make it not so? Here in Charlotte and North Carolina, it's mostly like that second one. Mm. Um, there is definitely a lot of like, we have so much work to do on Saturday. Like, they're still open. Mm. Um, in Georgia, it's kind of the opposite. It's very celebratory. Um even though I'm actually kind of happily surprised that there's at least three weeks because right. um, they have three weeks to submit amicus briefs in Georgia. Briefs. I think I said that word right. Whatever. Um, but here in North Carolina, since there's not an immediate change, it's really kind of incensed the protesters some. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Right. I know um, I did just ask you like four questions in a okay. row. I just meant to sort of. <laughs> I know, no, no, no. I'm just trying to think of, of in terms of like the rabbit hole. Um, well, let me put a disclaimer out there while yeah. you're thinking about that because I should have said this at the top of the show. People will get on me. They have in past articles uh, for not including a viewpoint of a protester, and I've tried many times. And we've no, done we videos. did once we, very oh, well. I, I have in multiple the time articles. That, the time that I was out there yeah. with that camera, we, we did Daniel Parks we and did, somebody else. We did great video interviews, and it's and because even they then, don't want to. Well, that and also the ones that I've spoken to have constantly just spewed misinformation, misinformation. and bullshit. And, and the last time that we were out there doing the story on the on the new kind of the new round of clinic escorts out there, right. yeah. I tried talking to one guy. His name's Kyle, and he went to go open his mouth, and somebody walked over and said, "Kyle, no, oh, yeah." Well, Love Life, <laughs> Love Life, long ago said they can't speak to any media. Um, maybe in definitely not us. Um, <laughs> And there's just, I mean, I've had people out there tell me women get abortions and their ability to create dopamine goes away, like all sorts of different shit. Yeah. And it's like, I'm so not going to quote why. you on I mean, yeah. I can quote you on that and then say it's not true, <laughs> yeah. but what's the point? I have yeah. some limited space here. Anyway, that's why I considered for two seconds trying to find someone who would be respectable enough to come on here and be, but I, I There was a no. disclaimer with the words respectable right. there. And, and that's why, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why it was two seconds. And I said, no one's going to, no one, we're just going to spend our whole time fighting back bullshit. So that's you know, the reason for that. I like on a certain level, I understand the journalism, like ethics of wanting to show both sides. However, like you said, that's kind of how we end up in shit like this. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you, when you're, you feel obligated to do, a viewpoint based in science and like privacy versus a viewpoint based in bullshit. Yeah. Right. So there's always a time and a place for the uh, for and against argument. You, you yeah. definitely thought about this. it longer than I would have. Right. <laughs> they have one viewpoint. They think abortion is murder and it's not politically uh, driven, it's religiously driven. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's it. Thanks. Not, you can leave now. It's not <laughs> viable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and that's something that like, I mean, it says more about the fact that our the makeup of our country is kind of just like ooh into mm. no separation of church and state, right? But and then, even but further the, away now, thanks yeah. to SC. The O-T-U-S. fact is that this is such a hugely unpopular thing among resident, like all people, as far as a polls, as far as a poll, oh, uh, okay, as far as polls go, that most people, I think it's like seventy seven. Last yeah, I like saw seventy nine. Yeah, is what it is. and it's just like, but then these these extremists fringe of the party has now moved over to the actual center center of the party and that's this is the shit we get yeah i mean i would be lying if i said i wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. um I, I i've sure i've told you several times over the years that like doesn't matter how much i'm screaming about things it feels like screaming into the void yeah mm-hmm. um because no one took it seriously and it's quite frankly really appalling <laughs> Um, Even as they were swearing in oh, the yeah. last one, oh yeah, uh, Barrett, and they were like, she was like, it's settled law, and they're like, oh, see everyone, she <laughs> said it's settled. 
There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, no. That's a... There's a whole other rabbit hole of conversation of illegitimate court systems. Um, But we're kind of stuck with what we have at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And until other things happen, um, and that you know, this isn't me, you know, generally just supporting anarchy. No, mm-hmm. not at all. <laughs> um, but it is. There's only so much I can do as a provider who still wants to provide care, and not risk that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it puts everyone in a really shitty spot because, mm-hmm. like, we all want to fight back. We all want to do what we can to make things right, and. Sometimes that means having to just put your nose down and work and like still see patients. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely been one of the more difficult things this week to, to not run outside and go punch somebody mm-hmm. um, because I'm like, wait, if I get arrested, right. does the clinic still open? <laughs> yeah. And that's it, what you said about the illegitimate courts. And you spoke on that a little bit at uh, Friday, that Friday rally. Um, I wasn't there, but I read, I, I very much as a journalist appreciate you Fairly tweeting your entire. I saw you. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to say hey. I know. I was like, I remember like looking through the audience and I'm being like, oh, oh, bitch. People get timid. (laughs) People get timid when a tall white guy starts walking up toward the women that are talking. And then when you see Queen City Nerve, you don't know if they love you or hate you. So (laughs) I'm just like, she she knows, or I'll see her. I just, as as a journalist, you tweeting your full transcript of your speech, though, was just, I was just doing a little (laughs) weekly roundup. I was really wondering how you got (laughs) shit that she said that I didn't text you. It makes it so much easier because people ask me all the time. They're like, so what did you say? And I'm just like, here, screenshot, yeah, go. Take leave, it. Me alone. Mm-hmm. leave me alone. <laughs> I've already spoken. I'm not going to repeat it to every person, every person on every camera. It, take yeah. it. But yeah. um, I'm notoriously bad for doing that. Yeah. And no, that's, that's sort great. of that whole conversation around the illegitimacy of the Supreme Court and what we've been seeing over the last three, well, way longer than that, but it's been really <laughs> stepping up in the last few weeks, um, made it super bittersweet and shitty to see Katanji Brown Jackson sworn in today because you're just like almost like it meant nothing. Yeah, you're just like, oh man, I'm so sorry you have to go into that. I like <laughs> couldn't watch it because yeah. I was just like, no, I can't, I cannot yeah. do this. This just hurts my soul. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like she can. It's not like when somebody gets elected to Congress and they can go in there and work on backtracking everything right. that just happened. Like she doesn't have the ability to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. We're still at what six three, mm-hmm. yeah. Because she replaced somebody with the same. <laughs> I love how in the Supreme Court they call it ideological beliefs rather than political party right. because you don't get elected to a judge seat. Not that mm-hmm. they do at all, but to any other judge seat on your political affiliation. So they yeah. call it an ideological. Yeah, and th- that whole wall has crumbled, and it's a lot. Of, everyone's already known. We've always called them conservatives and uh, liberals or whatnot, but. They were still just a year ago going on tours, speaking tours, trying to convince people that they do not see themselves as political whatsoever. And now they've given up on even saying, trying, yeah, yeah, on saying that publicly at all. Um, but on a let's talk, let's talk hope. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what are uh, what do we do, Kala? Um, <laughs> what do we do? No, where do you send people? I mean, you wrote an op-ed for us, mm-hmm. sort of it's pointing people in the right directions of where they can look. Yes, and you tweeted a little bit today about you know there's people every all the time. I'm getting emails. We're we're having a there. I had one yesterday that said we're having a rally at a government center on July 4th. I hope you can come. And I was like, who are you? Like, yeah. what does that mean? Um, there was no detail other than that. Justin and I love when we get those emails with zero context. But you know, when you you tweeted a little bit about it today, but just from a sense of abortion funds, from a sense of organizers, organizations, who are the people you point people to, people or groups, um, when they're asking you the question I'm asking you right now? <laughs> well, two questions. Yes. Who they can go to to help, and mm-hmm. then who they can go to to get assistance if... Got it. Um, so I've been really trying to be really clear because I've had a lot of questions about this past couple of days. Um, if you're fiscally able to donate money, which is important, but not everyone mm-hmm. can do, um, donating to abortion funds and practical support funds is really helpful because it goes directly to the patients um, and directly to patient care. Um, North Carolina slash South Carolina has a fund, the Carolina Abortion Fund, and they work directly with patients to help fund abortion procedures. Um, so here there's a local one. Um, there's also several like regional ones. Um, ARC Southeast does a lot. We, we see them a fair amount here in Charlotte. Um, also get a lot of pledges in Georgia, but that's the general like Southeast corridor. Um, there's the National Abortion Federation Hotline Fund, and that's the biggest abortion fund in the country. 
They help nationally. I do think they're also helping funding in Canadian provinces as well as Mexico. Um, But they're pretty phenomenal about helping a lot of folks. Um, What about on your hoodie? On my hoodie? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I actually have to read my hoodie. This is the uh, Northwest Abortion Access Fund. So there's, there literally are abortion funds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. You just gotta know how to find them. Um, National Network of Abortion Funds keeps a running list. Are there any to avoid? <sighs> I love you, Jenny Black. Please don't donate it to Planned Parenthood right now. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't say that because I don't love Planned Parenthood. They do great work. They probably Um, have enough money. But they just got a huge donation from Mackenzie Scott. Right. And they also just got a very large grant to do LARCs, which is wonderful. So if you are someone who needs a a long-acting contraceptive method, like any type of IUD or anything like that, reach out to Planned Parenthood. They can help you. Um, However, with abortion care, that's not their primary model. Um, some of them do abortion care, but not all of them. And most of them don't have a lot of slots available for that. So it's still independent clinics that have to pick up a lot of the slack. Yeah. So where Planned Parenthood is more uh, encompassing a, a yes. wide range of women's health. And, and just general reproductive health in general. Yeah. yeah. Reproductive health. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it reminds me of speaking to, um, oh, damn it. I'm going to forget her name, but the mother of <laughs> Isabella Santos, who runs the Isabella Santos She's Foundation. From, okay, yeah. And uh, she was, we did an interview one time. She was like, Stop giving money to Levine. They they're getting enough. <laughs> yeah, like they're getting they're enough. The Absolutely, yeah. and that's it's it's ironic because Levine has a soft spot for me. My mm-hmm. kid had surgery there when she was mm-hmm. born. Mm-hmm. So like I always feel the same way. I'm just like, nah, Levine it's like is donating, wonderful. But it's like donating to Wells Fargo yeah. instead of <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I know it's like donating. I c- couldn't think of an industry that wasn't a bank for some reason. I want to support the arts. I'm going to give twenty dollars to Blumenthal. Oh yeah, there yeah. You go. that's a good one. And Rather, we love Blumenthal. Yeah. As well, by yeah, the way, they have <laughs> but they don't need our they don't need a small time donations. Yeah, the the what's gonna t- the do, uh, the funds that really help patients are things that are practical abortion funds, um, and also like as a FYI, it doesn't have to be a five hundred one c three to to give money. Um, it doesn't oh, make yeah, it any no. less valid if it's not it just becomes un- you just can't write it off on your taxes. And quite frankly, if it's less than like twenty grand, what's it really gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I mean. That money goes directly towards patients. Um, but for folks who can't donate the uh, money, um, a lot of those funds are volunteer or run. Um, every hotline, almost all of them are entirely run by volunteers. So you can always help um, by just donating your time and volunteering. Uh, let's see. Some other things that people have asked me specifically about like what they can do. The biggest advice I can give someone is do not just show up at an abortion clinic (laughs) Um, or any clinic for that matter. Um, It is very intrusive and very disrespectful and very upsetting for patients. Yeah, and um, it's also just very even if you're there to confusing. help. Yeah. yeah, even if you're there to help, it's very confusing. You're not going to be welcomed with open arms. Um, even when I go. And I, like, you know, like, or I know Jasmine who, knows, she has to tell everyone specifically because I'll get someone oh, yeah. like, There's always, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, oh, like, Jasmine will tell you I'm cool. Yeah, there are people that will be around that will tell you that like, oh, hey, we know you guys. That's fine. Um, but I mean, right now, especially um, security all across are just kind of folks that are just like, whoa, mm. you don't look like you're here for an appointment. Mm. Where are you from? Yeah. Um, so you reach out to orgs that are already existing yeah. um, that do clinic volunteering. There are tons of them. Um, here in Charlotte, you can reach out to Charlotte for Choice, which organizes volunteers at my clinic. You can also reach out to the Reproductive Rights Coalition. Um, I do believe they are currently the organization that is organizing fun, um, volunteers for Planned Parenthood escorting. Um, and there's also the Black Abortion Defense League, Miss Marsh- Miss Tina Marshall, who's always wonderful and amazing. Um, and she does a lot of organizing, not just the rallies, but also she, uh, at our clinic too. Mm-hmm. And something I meant to mention earlier, just in terms of when we say... Um, it's still legal in North Carolina. That doesn't just mean it's all good because you've already spoken to me before about people traveling in from out of state, and yep. it feels and it seems like that's about to get a hell of a lot worse. Um, and how does that affect access in North Carolina when you've got? Obviously, you want to help as many people as you can, and <laughs> but that's impossible. I've tried to be really blunt this week with reporters who keep asking me this. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm considering you guys just everyone, mm-hmm. but um, the fact is, is. 
there are so many patients seeking abortion care in all of these southern states, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, the number that kept getting thrown around by folks this week was 70,000 mm-hmm. of people having to go out of state to seek care. There's no way to right. absorb 70,000 mm-hmm. people. On top of that, there's no way that 70,000 people are going to be able to navigate the just logistical hurdles of money, travel, lodging, child care to make that type of drive happen. Yeah, because you're there so, most of the day. You are, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we can all be really nice and hopeful when we say, you'll be there from two to four hours. Who knows? Because half the time you've got protesters trying to block your way. Mm-hmm. You have funding issues. Like, we have to help you navigate all of these issues. And that didn't take time, unfortunately. Um but that's an entire logistical nightmare you have to deal with now. Right. Um, so moral of the story is there are going to be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people who are going to be forced to carry unwanted pregnancies to term. Mm-hmm. In the reality of the whole country. I don't mean like here in Charlotte. just But in just reality, it's going to happen. Um, here in Charlotte, I especially with South Carolina... Uh, becoming much stricter, uh, I really do expect us to to get hit with the brunt of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Very big surge. Um, we've definitely gotten probably about 25% more calls this week alone than we usually do. Because um, where are we at in South Carolina? South Carolina is at a six-week ban now. Okay. Um, and there's a whole lot of things that are going to have to be fought out in the courts of like what actually can stand and what can't. They just did that in Kentucky today. They put yeah. that restraining order on the, the, on the trigger law. Yep. Them. Yeah. And that's both really helpful and really frustrating because you don't know when it's going to end. You mm, don't know yeah. how much time you have. And well, it was a six-week restraining order on the trigger law. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> yeah. You know... That's the yeah, that's the trigger law. So what's um, there was a conversation in Georgia specifically because right now there is a restraining order against their trigger law, um, and you know they announced this three week period for amicus briefs, but then there was this like rumor that the governor was considering holding open special session to just flat out do a whole ban, and that's its own legislation. Like you don't have to deal with a restraining order on that. Yeah. So it really depends on how cruel and unusual people want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never know what day. Yeah, you never know what day it's going to come to an end. Yeah. Um, right. Here in North Carolina, we actually, people don't actually realize this, there's a pre-row abortion ban on books. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the more, as shitty as this sounds, it's one of the more flexible bans because mm-hmm. it's a 20-week ban. Mm-hmm. Um, that's primarily what people offer to go to anyway in North Carolina is up to 20 weeks. Um, but a lot of like, that's a lot more. What do you mean by that's what people offer to go up to? Um, most clinics Mm. automatically just go to 20. Oh, okay. So Um, it's good because it's the, it's really up to what the physicians want to do. Um, and sometimes, especially in larger cases, they prefer to be in a hospital setting, Mm -hmm. personal preference, like we're not a hospital. Um, so we typically only go up to 16.6 now. Okay. We used to go up higher, decided mm-hmm. not to. And they're, they're trying to reinstate that. Uh, I think today's the deadline. Now, hold on. I want to say, because mm-hmm. you even have your own clinically... <laughs> the clinically sounds like you devised some kind of thing. <laughs> the clinical sure. has its own policy on how far you go yeah. in abortion terms. And then you have all that shit that the Republicans keep saying about like, Oh, they're gonna abort oh, babies right. like the day before they're born and oh, shit yeah. like that. It's like nobody. The, the late term yeah. abortion. Who who would even sit there and think all that way through if they didn't have a health concern prior to that and just be like the day before, be like, no, right. fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Gotta say that's not gonna happen. Um, it's really not gonna happen. Um, and as it stands, like there are not that many providers who like, are willing to do abortion care as it stands. Um, it's abortion is not something normally taught in medical school you have to opt in and not every uh medical school provides that or gives it even as an option uh, especially ones that are like tied to public hospitals or religious hospitals they, they can't because of funding so there's already this lack of doctors who have gotten the training um the doctors who do it now um most of them are much older um and they're all aging out so you're gonna lose a lot of doctors that way and you know you have to kind of know your limits of what your doctors want to do. Um, like I, I can tell you that we have to really be careful about scheduling because we do have some older doctors. We've got some younger doctors. We have to, to meet where they feel most comfortable because those are the doctors we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean there's access every day. 
Yeah, that's definitely a perfect example of why we don't have a protester here or <laughs> an, an anti-choice person because they would we'd spend the whole time arguing over late-term abortions just, that just don't that happen right anyway. There, yeah. I mean, it's also something to think about. Is there are I can count on one hand the number of physicians I know and can refer to for procedures over 25 weeks in the entire country. Like Five. <laughs> yeah, because on one hand, that there's only five fingers. That's as far as you can get for anybody who <laughs> didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of folks who do it. Right. Not a lot. Um, so it's really, it just is always astounding. That's the first thing people jump to because it rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's great for gotcha, clickbait. It's uh, tug at your heartstrings Gives bullshit. agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's very easy to be an activist for someone who can't fight back or talk for themselves. So it's it's just a really easy thing to be an activist for, right. I guess. I'm going to advocate for ghosts. I like Don't it. Jason guy. Yeah, stop <gasps> hunting us. Stop <laughs> busting us. Stop hunting ghosts. I'm anti-ghost busters. I, I mean, you ghosts. know what? I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Spooky Charlotte, so I have to say no. Yes. yes. No, I'm going to be pro-ghost hunting. Yes. Um, so what do you do? Come outside my office with a sign. <laughs> so what do you do when you find the ghost? Because I don't know if just now Jason, it's just he doesn't. Uh, well, what about with the advocate Ghostbusters yes, movie? They pulled that little is a fucking different box. story. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's what we're advocating for. We're not ghost busting here. <laughs> Let's go we're back ghost to what we were celebrating. About. Yes, we're just trying to find them, seek them out, and be friends. Yeah, I just want to see them. Look, I'm not. No, I said I would advocate for the ghosts. Oh yeah, yeah to stop hunting I mean. us. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. we're not ghost busting. Okay. We are ghost celebrating. So stop bringing us back. To Sorry, Jason and Melanie. <laughs> on the same side. I guess I'm on you guys' side now. <laughs> uh, See, this is why we had these conversations. Yeah, dude. we're solving <laughs> the world's issues on Newshound. <laughs> um, so I mean, just moving forward, you know, you just our goal keep is your head to codify. Right. right. What do you want to see? That's the goal. You think it's possible? I mean, I think the goal... Never mind. I'm not going to say that I'm going to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> get in trouble. I would no, say the goal is burn it all down. Right. Um, yeah, and then try again absolutely. later. <laughs> um, you can't fix a broken system without ripping it apart. Yeah. So, um, but past that, um, yes, the bare minimum is codify. Um, is it codify or codify? Okay. The general, know. everyone gets what we're saying. Yes. It's fine. Um bare minimum that um and i mean getting rid of the filibuster even though we really know that's not gonna happen he's not gonna do anything he's not gonna ever do it. and expanding the courts again very unlikely i just met north carolina that yeah. guy's not gonna fucking do anything i mean yeah in north carolina yeah the bare minimum is codify codify whatever it is um and hope that in november the very broken system of voting we can at least kind of get keep some chairs from going into a Republican supermajority yeah, again. Right. That is and remember, huge. here in Charlotte, our local elections are July 26th. Don't yes. be an asshole. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Those, like, it's, but those aren't the state ones, are they? No, no our local. Those oh, local. Okay, yeah, those yeah, are right. locals. But that's still just as, you know, no, it is. Just as important Believe here. me, that's what we push, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's what we push. You didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot. I mean, you said local, but I was, yeah. I We're you were still talking about, talking state, about state stuff still. Yeah. No, um... It's okay. Welcome to News <laughs> It's the ghosts. It's the ghosts. Boo. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's a broke. It, it's absolutely a broken system, and it's jacked and unfair. But it's the system we have. Mm-hmm. It's always better to work it within those bounds, and then try to change things or burn them down after. You tried. You can't say you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many? Uh, I probably should know this, but how many <laughs> states went into full ban that day? I. Th- now you're asking me the questions. So I think quite it's more than one. Definitely right? more than one. Because my follow-up question, what I really care about, because I could just Google that. Uh, so and probably this <laughs> I too, think it's like, approximately ten people had trigger yeah. bans. Um, According to the Daily this morning, if you trust New York Times, it is expected to be by the end of the like a month from now, twenty-two to twenty-six. So what does that do to the private facilities like yours that are in those states? They just went out of business that day. They had to shut their doors. So There's nothing else they can offer. Or we have two in North Carolina, um, and we have two in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the logistical concerns are more about Georgia, um, even though nothing has changed there yet. So worst case scenario, say that 
the governor decides to there decides to call a special session an outright ban. As soon as that's signed, we have to stop whatever we're doing. <laughs> no extra reproductive health or anything, um, or do those well, facilities only offer it depends abortion on what, care? It depends on what the facilities are. Like our facilities only do abortion care. Okay. So we could do like lab work and ultrasounds and then refer to other states to do the abortion care. But there are most independent abortion clinics primarily do abortion care. So yeah. it's a massive hit on so what they're, they're not doing. Set up to yeah. There are folks that are trying to be. Um but it's yeah. It's hard making a change yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So think about that, you uh, you pro life fucks. If the government <laughs> came in and just took your business away from you, oh yeah, yeah toast. they did that uh, once already. And you didn't, didn't like it, but you left small it. government. I thought, right? No, I, it's funny you say that because actually, our office in Augusta, one of the protesters put a for sale sign out in front of our clinic. I gotta say, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, they put it out, <laughs> and um, it said like for sale by owner Molek. Because um, clearly, as a devil, I, I am the I am just what's Molek? It's a pre-Canaanite god, something. Praise him. The crusher Praise of him. something. You, yeah. you tweeted that it was the crusher of souls or something. Yeah, it's like a crusher yeah, of souls, something that like that. Sounds I powerful. Yeah. I liked it. There's a um, picture. I found it on the internet. And I was like, whoa, that looks legit. Um, anything else you think is important to mention? So before we get out of here, <laughs> I would before be absolutely rem- be remiss if I didn't say that abortion is still legal in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, for the foreseeable future, right? For the foreseeable future. There's no timeline on them to There's, decide anything. No. They made it in charge of the state. There is a deadline up today or tomorrow that the Republicans want Josh Stein to comment on whether he's going to reinstate the 20-week ban as opposed to 24. Has he commented on that? Uh, before I walked in here, I had not seen anything. Okay. He seemed pretty public over the past but week he's not about, do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about I being know. supportive. And I will say that I... He has been for the most part. He mm. he's had a pretty good track record with abortion, right. so have cautiously optimistic. Personally, not in the past week. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, let on. me call up my buddy Josh. Well, I don't um, know if maybe he was making the rounds. Ah, uh, no. I mean, you know what? He could be, but I'm not the one who owns the clinic. Technically, I'm the co-owner. Um, uh, you know, well. I'm definitely not the one with somebody who can write donation checks. So maybe not me. <laughs> um, but you know, they have been supportive of abortion in the past. Mm. Well, I think it's important that something that I want to mention because you guys had your time with this, and it is that Ghosts. even though you guys are doing better, the Red Sox are kicking ass lately. God damn it. And I it's saw the, early in the season. I saw the, the, the Blue Jays used to be 11 games back on us, and then you overtook them to be yes. 13 games back on us. So, but yeah, you, know you guys what? are doing great. You know what? <laughs> It's early. You, I was going to say, you could be a Reds fan. Mm. Yeah. I don't know any Reds fans. I would have given up. <laughs> I don't even know what's in <laughs> Their Ohio. ownership just screwed them over. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be screwed. I, wanna, I, I remember, so th- there was a time I was there for reasons that weren't related to work at all. <laughs> and uh, I, when we pulled up, and it was back when it was just from the car to the door, yeah. they would do the umbrella thing. And uh, I had never seen an abortion clinic in my life. Yeah. But I knew, I thought the protest thing was like TV stuff. Like it just didn't oh, happen in you person. Poor like, summer nah. child. And I get out <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm talking to the person with the umbrella. I'm like, what the fuck are the, what is going on out here? <laughs> and it's not raining. Cause I, I pulled, because I, <laughs> when I was pulling in, I was very confused. Oh and uh, so, so we go in and, you know, do everything. And so it was four hours that we were there. And when they took her back, um, I was like, well, I'm going to go grab some McDonald's real quick because I'm hungry yeah, and I'm just coming yeah. back. So I come back and when I park, I get out and I just like walked down to the sidewalk to see what all because was going Because you're on. you and you have to. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just eating McDonald's in my hand, just listening to them talking. And I was like, I had so much time left. And I just stood out there and just started talking shit to them. <laughs> Because I was like, I was the like, first counter protester. <laughs> the was first like, the one f- here. I was like, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah, there were no one, there was nobody else. Trend setter. <laughs> I was just so confused. I was like, you were what like you my security guard's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Companions who go down and start fights. <laughs> yes. Well, I was being I was being chill, but that's also why I didn't reach out to uh, see if I could come out and volunteer over the past week out of respect for you and Charlotte for choice. Because there was no way I would remain nonviolent. No way. <laughs> I appreciate that more than you know. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, fuck it, I just won't go. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, no, if I if I can't punch anyone, you can't either. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, no punching, guys. Um, Unfair. And that's going to be a punch when we get out. <laughs> Poor uh, joke, but why did I laugh? Find a ghost. <laughs> find I'm going to knock it the fuck yes, out. Yes, there you go. <laughs> You've gone the other direction now. I thought you were advocating for them. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, man. The whole world's falling apart. Well, I can say whatever I want. Yeah, it it's is. not like you'll remember it a day. <laughs> and if... 
we not are still around in two weeks, then we'll talk to you then. But we really appreciate you uh, <laughs> you coming on Cali finally and having a chat with us. And we'll yeah. just have to see how shit goes from here. Yeah. But, Thanks for having me. All right. And for ghosts. Yeah, this was cool. fun. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Cheers. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.